Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Today on the Account for Your Life podcast, why the 1% are living life while many others are striving to survive. So guys, I appreciate you for joining me for another episode of the Account for Life podcast. Check this out, man. The 1% of people in this world, they're living life. They're living their best life, at least most of them. But then many others, many, many other people are just striving to survive. And today we're going to unpack the, the biggest, the biggest reason many people are not living the life that they want. It's this one, I'm talking about just one reason. So guys, thanks so much for joining me. This is Jay Moore, the Healthy Accountant. What do I do to help you to account for your life? Today we're at day number 109 of 2022. Can you, can you believe, man, this year, this year is about transformation. Are you transforming? Is your life changing? Did you design it so that so that you could actually make it change? Guys, look, we're going to jump right into this program because today, I think today there's a breakthrough coming for somebody who decides today to live like the 1%. All right, so check this out. I just got finished reading the book, Innovation Secrets um, by Steve Jobs. And great book. I mean, really good book. Uh, Carmine, Ga Carmine Gallo did an excellent job. Um, really taking the principles in which Steve Jobs used. He used a bunch of stories of a lot of different companies, people who may have done things in the same manner in which Jobs uh, lived, lived the principles. One, this, isn't, this is a bonus, but the thing that really drove me throughout the book is the first thing that Jobs said. He says, do what you love. That was the first thing he said because because. He made a lot of money. Jobs made a lot of money. And Steve Jobs, the funny, the funny thing about Steve Jobs, you think he made most of his money from Apple and he didn't. He made most of his money from um, from Pixar when when he went and started those ventures. See, see, guys, when you do what you love and most of the one percent are doing what they love, some some may some might not be doing what they love. They may be doing things that they like. But most of the one percent are doing what they love. They're being fulfilled. And 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 the biggest key, if we're going to account for our life, if we are if we are going to be the person, be the person that we us me want, we have to stop. You have to stop. Because right now, right now, I even know my own kids. They're not in school. They're not in school being taught how to design their life. They're not in school being taught how to focus on what they love. They're not in school being taught how to discover their passions. See, the reason why I'm doing this video today is that while I was reading the book and thinking about jobs and, think, and thinking about just what he left behind. I mean, the man innovated to the point that, I mean, this company this company, this brand, this business, this, this, this thing turned into, it turned into something that people 
die for. I'm, I'm, I mean, not really, but people, people, people love their iPhones. People love their iPads in there and, and their iPod touches. People love these things. People won't throw boxes away. I was listening to my mentor a couple of months ago, and he was sharing how his daughter still has all the boxes of all of her iPads products or iProducts. She keeps the boxes. These, these are some of the things they built into the experience. See, today, as we're on day number 109 of 2022, one of the things that I'm sitting here thinking about is, why would I do anything I don't want to do? Why would, why would I focus on anything I, I really don't love? Now, sometimes you just have to, you have to do things that you don't like. Um, and, and even in every process, I don't care what you love, in every process, you'll find things that you don't like. But why would I just be doing things that I don't love? Like, that's something that I'm thinking about as I'm, you know, yesterday was tax day. And, you know, um, the, the, for most tax businesses, their business shuts down, you know, <laughs> for the quarter, for, for the rest of the year. Uh, we don't shut down. Uh, we keep going. Uh, we keep getting clients. We keep, you know, we keep the process rolling because I realized that I didn't want to be a business like that. I didn't want to be that business that was seasonal, that, you know, that when April the 15th come or April the 18th, in this case, comes, you're done. No more tax business. No, no, no. I didn't want to be that way. Now, but one of the things I did realize is that I don't, that's not what I'm passionate. I'm not passionate about doing taxes. You know, what I'm most passionate about is, is seeing people's lives change, seeing people's minds change, where right now I've implemented something right into the business. I said, well, let me just do it. Let me just help the people I'm already helping. Let me just kind of put something in there that, that, that I want to do because I'm so passionate about it. I want to see I want to see people win. I want to see my clients win. I want to see folks actually discover, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you asked me that question. No one's ever asked me that question. And, man, this is helping me now. You know, wow, I can't believe that I'm changing my mind about money when all these years I thought this way about money. I used to think money is big. I used to think that things cost a lot of money, and, and, and now I'm changing that because I was that way. Right. See, I'm so passionate about these things. You know, it's funny, right? <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago when I spoke at my alma mater, um, you know, my wife, Jenny, she, you know, she introduces me and, you know, she introduced me and she said something that was so wild. And I almost was like, wow, I can't believe she said that. She says, Jay really loves money. And I said, whoa, I said, but did, do they understand what is behind that? And when I shared the, my talk that day, my talk really was the reason why she said that. See, because no one told me I could design my life. No one told me I could become who I was created to be. Not anybody. You can't just become, you can't, you can't do anything. That's not true, but you can become who you're created to be. You can become all that you are. You can become more than you are. And I always wanted to become more than I was because I was this person that, you know, I was afraid and I was quoted, I was labeled. I was given these labels. Man, I was listening to my man, Uncle G, yesterday checking out some of his stuff while I was in the, in the gym just putting it in. And there it was. I mean, he said something. I, I mean, I, I didn't hear him say that, but. I said it recently in my talk that I gave that day at my alma mater says to change your life. You got to change your life. And he says the same thing. He says to change your life. You got to change your life. See, see, a lot of times 
we don't change our life because we're still looking at the life that we don't want. What if, what if you said, okay, I've lived the life that I didn't want long enough. I'm 50 years old now and that life, I don't have to keep living. I can change my life. And how can you change your life? Reset is the word. Just forget it all. Forget it all. Allow yourself to become free. Allow yourself to become creative. Allow yourself to become a person that looks at things just a different way. Like Steve Jobs was like, do what you love. That's the first thing. Do what you love. Um, now, that's not the number one thing. And I, I'm going to share that with you in a second. Um, but Steve Jobs was all about doing what you love. And, and so think, of, think about you, right? Ask yourself, are you absolutely doing what you love? I, I was on the phone with someone on Sunday. And I was, I was on, as I was on the phone with him, um, he was telling me about the job he had and stuff like that. And, he, and I just said, hey, man, so well, what else do you want to do? Like, is there something you really want to do? Like, he's like, he probably, you know, he started naming some things. I'm just like, well, then, but every time he names something, he says, no, nah, I don't want to do that. See, a lot of times we find ourselves in a situation where we're looking at things we don't want when we could just stop and say, wait a second, let me think. Ah, see, here's, here's, here's another point you want to write down. If I'm going to become more than I am, if I'm going to become the person I could be, I'm going to have to stop and think. I'm going to have to stop and think. I'm going to have to stop and think about, wait a second, who can I be? What's in my heart? What have I been yearning to do? What is there? Like, and stop and think. Like, the book is called Think and Grow Rich for a reason. It's not do and grow rich. See, a lot of times we think, Look at it. You have a thought and then you say, oh, I can't do that. But you had the thought. So when you get a thought, that means that that idea is in you. That means that you can stop and say, oh, shoot, I have this thought. I may not know how to do it. And that's and that's and, and that's one of the biggest problems. We all think that we have to know how to do it just because we had to. Th you don't have to know how to do anything. Your job is not to know how to do anything when you're thinking and actually coming up with the thoughts. Napoleon Hill, if he tried to know how to do and if he tried to know how all the successful stuff worked, he would have never wrote the book. He would have stopped many. It took him. It took him many years to get all the information. Think about this. He was challenged. Come on. Come on. Come on. Carnegie challenged him and said, it was going to take you long. You're not going to get paid for this, but are you willing? And, and Andrew Carnegie did something amazing. Andrew Carnegie said, if this, if this brother do not respond in 60 seconds, he's out. Didn't tell him. What do you think happens to your ideas? God is like, if this, if this clown do not, if, if, if man, if you don't respond in 60 seconds, then I'm going to just pass it on to somebody else. Think about that. How many ideas, how many ideas have you gotten rid of? I'm going to tell you, I was talking, I was talking to somebody, you know, maybe last year or maybe even a year before he was telling about all the thoughts he had about inventing things. And then, but he never invented the things, but all the stuff he was talking about had been invented after he had the thoughts. I want you to catch that. He had the thought of inventing things. He didn't embrace the ideas and he allowed those things to just go, oh, I can't do it. And literally the ideas he had came out and they were big. How do you think that life, how do you think he feels about himself?
I can guarantee you he's kicking himself because he was kicking himself when I was talking to him. He was like, man, dang, I could have made that. Man, I had the idea. And then, then, then like a, year, a few years later, I saw somebody created it. Did they take his idea? No, they didn't take his idea because of what they, he, he, he didn't know that person. That idea was transferred to someone else. See, that's the thing. Who else? Let me ask you a question. Who else do you think should have did the Account for Life podcast? Who else was supposed to help people to account for their life? I don't know. I bet you there was somebody else who was supposed to help somebody account for their life, but they didn't do it. And here it is. Jay Moore comes around. The healthy accountant had someone had already started talking about that. Someone, someone, I saw two, at least two people who had said they were the healthy accountant. <laughs> and here comes Jay Moore. I said, well, I'm going to be the healthy accountant. And I'm going to be the real healthy accountant. I'm going to be the official health, healthy accountant. And the healthy accountant is going to be me. I'm going to take that. And then when I start saying, I'm going to help you to account for your life, it's crazy because I was listening to an old video just yesterday. No, it was on Sunday. I was listening to an old video about, like, on the, I said, I'm the healthy accountant, but I did not say help you to account for your life. I didn't know how to say it because I didn't know how to do it. I'm going to check that out. I was saying things, but I wasn't quite the person. I didn't quite have the identity of someone who could actually help himself how to account for the life that I wasn't focused on it. It wasn't until the words came out of my mouth. Then when the words came out of my mouth, then all of a sudden I can help, I can help myself account for my life. And then now I can help you account for your life. I can guarantee you I could help you account for your life in, in whichever. Listen, tell me what area of your life you're struggling in and let's get to work. Hit me up. Message me. Hey, Jay, I'm struggling in this area of my life. Can you help? Absolutely. Message me. I double dare you. Give me 15 minutes and I can help you. And then you can figure out if you should move forward because I know I'm the healthy accountant. I help you to account for life in their spiritual life, mental, financial, in their physical health, um, nutritional health. I'm talking about financial bit, like all of those things, relationships. I can help you to account for life because... Because I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I love. Guys, and as we close today, I'm going to share with, and this is what I'm going to share with you. This one will share with you. I'm talking about, this is exactly, this is exactly what Steve Jobs was talking about in his book. Um, see, the 1% are living life. While many others, while many others are striving. Here's what Jobs had to say at the very end of the book. And I just love this. He says, you've, I'm talking about, you have to believe in yourself. One, you have to believe in your vision. Two, then you have to be willing to defend your beliefs over and over again. Do you think Jobs had to defend his his beliefs. He had to defend his beliefs to the point where he got fired. They fired him from the business. They got rid of the person who was the reason for their success. But it was good that he got fired because when he got fired, he became better. Do you see how a problem can turn into your biggest asset? He did not focus on, oh my goodness, they fired me. No, he, he probably was pissed off. I guarantee he was pissed off. But you know, it ain't no books about him being pissed off. Ain't no books about him talking about how mad he was at the board. 
how mad he was at the CEO. Um, uh, Scully was his last name. He brought Scully in from Pepsi. And here it is. Scully fired him. Think about this. The person you hired had you fired. <laughs> like, imagine that. That doesn't make any sense. But that's why we have to take these take these three things. Now, do what you love. Do, do what you love. That's the bonus. I mean, but that's where he started the book off. But you must believe in yourself to the point where no one can shake you. You must believe in the vision that you set out for yourself. That's why you must design it. You must actually create the ultimate life. You said, if the 1% can live that way, I know I can live that way, right? Now, here's the thing, Jay, I'm already 50. I'm already 40. And that's, man, I love Uncle G because he was... He was talking to me yesterday. He was like, man, if you're over 50, he gave me some good news. Check this out. Can you believe if you follow Grant Cardone, he was 51 when he decided to change. Oh, shoot. It blew. It blew me up yesterday. He was 51 when he decided to change. Shout out to Uncle G, Grant Cardone, for saying he would do it. He changed his life because he changed his life. He wasn't in the 1%, but you know what? He's now in the half of the half percents. He changed his life. He was 51 and realized it was time. Let me move forward. What about you? Are you over 40? Are you 50 like me? And you know that the best is yet to come? Well, look, if you're having challenges, look, you can inbox me. I'd talk to you for free. You can inbox me. I'll talk to you for free because I know I can help. I can help you to account for your life. And that's what this podcast is about. That's who Jay Moore is. I'm the healthy accountant. What do I do? I help you to account for your life. God bless. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live. So live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.